Welcome to the Knowledge Entrepreneurs Show, where we celebrate the innovators driving change in the education industry. At Edison OS, we've worked with over 500 knowledge entrepreneurs to turn their edtech ideas into profitable businesses. In today's episode of the Knowledge Entrepreneur Show, we have Kunal Bardwaj. Kunal Bardwaj is a seasoned professional with 16 plus years of experience in edtech and strategic research. He has successfully built and scaled businesses in K-12, government job prep, higher education and upskilling. With achievements at Daily Hunt, Nimbus and Testbook, Kunal excels in product strategy, growth, user acquisition and strategic alliances. He's also an edtech consultant and advisor contributing to multiple startups and consulting councils. Kunal's expertise and track record make him a driving force in the dynamic world of edtech. Hi, Kunal. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Knowledge Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much for taking you. your time out uh, to be here with me today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Jagmohan. Great. Um, Kunal, my first question to you, you've got a lot of experience in edtech and uh, edtech has been in the news for various reasons, good and bad. And right. uh, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. It's only, you know, getting better and better with new concepts and innovations so can you walk us through your journey um, of you know your various ethic experiences sure <clears throat> see uh, first of all you know i broadly classify uh, education into four broader segments right uh, <clears throat> one is k-12 the next one is you know uh, higher education then you have government job prep and then you have the upskilling segment, right? Yeah. And somehow, you know, I have worked in each of these segments at some point yeah. or the other. Yeah. Right. So all four broader level segments I have covered, right? Uh, started off as a consulting professional, moved on into higher education, right? Uh, when I worked with higher education, I saw the potential which government job prep had. Uh, back in 2014, right. <clears throat> see, government job prep was a very interesting space at that point. Even, even it's, it's it still is, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the vacancies, the vacancies have actually gone down a little bit, but uh, you know, it's very aspirational for people yes. to join a government job. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, and <clears throat> the kind of audience, if you look at it, right, uh, that audience is there in the tier three, four pockets, mm. pockets where uh, you know, offline. It's, it's only offline. Online has a very limited reach to that audience. Still, every every year, you know, around five, six, seven crores uh, applicants appear for government jobs. Wow. And uh, I, I don't even think more than 50 lakh or probably one crore could be the one who are still online. The remaining are still operating in the offline space, right? right. Preparing for the jobs through uh, books or, you know, guest papers or maybe certain offline interventions through coaching institutes, Right. <clears throat> right. And uh, being myself from a tier three city from Bihar, I saw the kind of you know break it has. I mean, uh, it's 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 a it's a huge gap between how they want to prepare and what they get. Right. So back in two thousand fourteen, I started off you know building something in the government job space. Right. Uh, we thankfully you know I reached out to one VC and they connected me to Daily Hunt. Though Daily Hunt is not it's i mean if you look at daily hunt and look at education it's 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 not correlated yeah it's uh, a far cry yeah 
but but uh, considering the audience which they have in education right uh, so you know back in 2014 uh, i reached out to vc they connected me to daily hunt and uh, daily hunt after going through you know uh, the plan in detail they thought that rather than actually funding me uh, let's build this in house right uh, i was actually uh, i joined them as an employee and we built this in house right and uh, <clears throat> we grew it i mean we grew it to a level where we had around 1.5 million downloads of the app i mean way back in 2015 16 uh, 1.5 million downloads in this in this online space was quite decent huge yeah right. and monetization also we had around 1000 1200 transactions happening daily wow a very 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 small arpu around 10 rupees 15 rupees that's what the kind of you know arpu we had but still 15000 rupees on a daily basis you have right that's a decent revenue yeah yeah but somewhere it it got stabilized right i mean no matter how much we tried beyond a point it was not scaling up mm. multiple factors right because uh, if you look at 2016 there was no geo there was no upi yes right? yes all these factors later on added in the there was no 4g even right yes yes really it was it was at best 3g yeah right? so 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 all these factors actually uh, if i look at it now you know had we actually sustained it uh, it would have i mean <clears throat> scaled scaled much much faster you were right we had we had the users we had the experience but uh, you know we just thought that now it's not scaling up uh, let's have a pause and look at something else right right and uh, again moved into government job you know prep segment itself i then joined a company called testbook uh, i would i would say they are currently the market leaders in the government job prep space right okay I worked with them as a vice president for strategic alliances and offline business. Right. Like I like I told you, right. Uh, in in edtech, right. Uh, the key is to actually look at the offline audience, right, and uh, bring them into online mode, right. I mean, I mean, if you if you look at rather than actually acquiring users, see, online is limited, right. I mean, if if the entire universe is hundred, uh, probably you are still scratching the surface in online. with hardly 5 to 10% of the audience wow okay if you look at offline right it's huge and even even small you know tuition centers small local teachers they also have huge following right and right. And, and people are ready to pay for it so <clears throat> that's a, that's a major market which everyone should look at you know in terms of capturing but again uh, the way the companies operate right now i mean probably that's not the way to go about it where you know up uh, you are only operating in the offline space i mean offline should be a medium to you know uh, have the experience to the students and then actually actually move them online because then it will be easier for you to you know uh, have a have a long term funnel with that user i mean you acquire user offline and after a year you will have no clue where the user has gone if he remains offline right but if he is actually coming to online on your platform i mean your ltv could be higher Right. right. <clears throat> your your insights could be better because these students will give you immense insights into uh, how the product should evolve. Right. Right. So, uh, work with Testbook and then again, Daily Hunt wanted me back and you not know, to build something in the education space again. And this time, I picked K twelve as the sector because uh, I still believe you know K twelve is. See, <clears throat> in India, if you look at the entire audience of students. Uh, almost 90% of this audience is from k12 alone 
<clears throat> IS India had last around 30 crore students at any given point of time. Out of this uh, 30, 30 crores, uh, you know, some 27, 28 crores will be only K-12. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> right. I mean, uh, K-12, I mean, class 1 to yeah, 12 students one, who are preparing for even JU or NEET as well. Of course, now you have classifications like test prep in the same, but yeah, I mean, broader level, yeah, they fall under K 12, right? So, uh, then we started buildings in the K 12 space, and like I told you, you know, uh, I always wanted to do something for the tier two, three, four space. Okay. So, much before Fijikswala, uh, when they started gaining the prominence, uh, I we built this platform called Daily Learn, where our focus was also on tier three, four segment. Our pricing also, if you looked at it, uh, it was around 3,000, 4,000 rupees, pretty much in the same line of physics. Wala. Right. We, in, back in 2020, when everyone else was operating at a price point of you know, 20,000, 30,000, 50,000. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And physics wala was not there in 2020, right? Uh, we still were operating in this space with the similar price, uh, which is 3,000 to 4,000 rupees. I think, you know, what, what happened is... Uh, Possibly, because education at the end, uh, no matter whatever you say, it's at the end a brand play. Uh, the parent needs to have that trust that, yes, this is a brand which can actually help me. You know, it, it's, it's, it's more like achieving a hope, right? You have a hope that, okay, I can crack JE, I can actually get 90% marks in my class 10th board, right? Yeah. It's at the end of the day, it's a hope which a parent or a student is buying. Right. right? And then that hope is amplified. If it, you are actually getting associated with a brand, which is much trustworthy. Right. right. So probably I feel that this brand thing, we were very small. We were incubated by Daily Hunt, right? Mm. And, uh, not having enough, you know, uh, you, you could say not, not, we started very, very uh, frugally, right? So uh, probably in the initial stage, uh, we were not having that trust or that brand factor. Right. But later on, we realized that, yes, uh, you know, we, we tied up with the institute called Super 30 for J. Prim. Super 30, right, right, right. Now, you know, since our audience was tier 3 for audience and, you know, Super 30 already aligns with that audience. Right. It, it, it worked pretty well for us. <clears throat> In three months to four months of span, uh, we had close to 2,500 paid users on our platform at an ARPU of around 3,000, 3,500 rupees. Right. Right. Discounting... Uh, <clears throat> All the all the you know uh, pricing discounts which we're offering to the students is still at an arc of around three thousand rupees. We had around two thousand five hundred users, paid users. Right. So pretty decent in a span of three four months. Yeah. Right. And uh, <clears throat> I think you know so it was a very unique uh, engagement with Daily Hunt, where uh, I was actually working with Daily Hunt right on their roles, and at the same time I was incubated by Daily Hunt for this project. Right. Uh, so uh, the idea was that uh, we initially got a tranche from Delhi Hunt. That uh, this is a tranche which we are providing, and then we have set certain KPIs. You hit those KPIs, we give you another tranche, and and then then probably after the second tranche, uh, you know, you we could actually keep it as a separate entity where we will have certain minority stakes and. You can have the majority stakes along with you. Then at that point of time, you can bring in other co-founders because by then, uh, you know, there'll be a better understanding of the market, better understanding of the product. Right. 
so <clears throat> that's that was the whole idea we started building this uh, you know we had this early traction also but then somewhere last year you know around may june uh, due to the funding winter right uh, they couldn't give us the second tranche right and and then exactly at that point of time uh, then we had to go out and seek funds right right uh, and then there was hardly a runway of around 3 to 4 months with us right so we tried uh, but but a pretty bad time for any 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 fundraise especially yeah, in yeah. may june last yes right yes that too in edtech it was even worse yes right? yes and in edtech also in k12 it was the worst right so uh, i would say just a bad timing yeah uh, yeah so i i tried we could not raise funds uh, you know there were few who actually uh, agreed but then since daily hunt had a little uh, higher majority a minority stake right uh, around around they were they were talking around 30% of stakes right so again even if someone agreed uh, with daily and sitting on the cap table with 30% it became little difficult for us to convince somebody right <clears throat> so finally we sat it down last year around november and you know for the last 4 months i have been working with another startup called invac yeah again uh, more in a advisory or consultant role you could say yeah right uh, yeah again uh, it's 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 more about you know fixing their user acquisition channels uh, the user growth uh, also so i'm currently working in fixing both their supply and demand side right uh, so <clears throat> demand in terms of the demand from the industry about placing the right set of candidates right first of all their requirements and then getting the right set of candidates as per the requirements right while in the supply side fixing the user acquisition channel from where you we could actually potentially get uh, a scale at a minimal cost so user acquisition uh, i i don't see user acquisition as just you know uh, another performance marketing for me right uh, i mean for for me user acquisition is completely different where uh, because because you know uh, in the initial level for any startup even even till series a also uh, if the cac is uh, very much controlled right uh, if you if you figure out the way to actually acquire users at the minimal cost uh, that will be kind of very much helpful for you in the long run right so that's what uh, i have been fixing for invac for last 3 4 months and i think uh, we have figured that out where currently the cac is not even 10 rupees i would say wow okay right so this is the experience in the upskilling segment i, I think you know uh, upskilling it's easier to actually uh, scale yeah it's easy to acquire users right because everyone has a inherent uh, you know i mean it's 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 like i need a job right yes. and, and and if i need a job uh, no matter whatever someone is saying if i have even a little trust on somebody i would pay for it right as compared to k12 where you you know students will typically go to master teachers or someone yes. who has a very premium brand image right uh, that's not the case here here anyone who could actually bring a student that you know and give that hope give that trust that yes we could give you a job right potentially we could make you job ready in four months uh, people are ready to pay and i'm not talking about i don't know why uh, you know people still play in this space with uh, one lakh to two lakh kind of a pricing right but uh, a sub 10k price is it's 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 something which is much more uh, scalable right uh, right 
so that's where we are got it kunal uh, quite a journey the lots of uh, uh, you know uh, questions uh, i'll just start off with sure sure, uh, sure one of the things that um what fascinated me was you know even when i was going through your profiles uh, you know and even in this short uh, conversation i see that strategic alliance has been one of the important things for you and uh, and it's a very vague word right i mean uh, people wonder what is this alliance you're talking about it's just sales uh, you have a product you sell where what is this alliance uh, you know at strategic alliance so can you share some practical um, you know use cases where you fixed it with uh, strategic alliances i'm asking this from a point of view where you know small businesses will understand from you but then they'll apply it in their own way if 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 they can so if you can sure. talk about this so uh, first of all right uh, i believe that uh, see when a company starts its operations right it starts its user uh, acquisition right? they uh, start it afresh they think that you know they have to start acquiring the users uh, afresh uh, with a with a completely new approach right but uh, i believe that someone somewhere right has already acquired your tg i mean whatever is your tg right but someone somewhere already acquired it it's 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 not that you know that tg you have to acquire all over again right uh, for 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 example government job space right, right. textbook right. textbook is selling a uh, government job preparation courses now uh, look at job notification sites uh, you know something like sarkarinaukri.com sarkarirezult.com though they do not sell any, anything right right but uh, they have all the relevant users coming on their platform to check when is the next exam right when is the application uh, actually starting right have the results been announced if yes then they go on the website check it right so it's and if you look at these kind of websites right uh, they have a monthly traffic of more than 3 4 crores even 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 higher wow right and then all these people are coming on the platform only to inquire about government jobs notifications so they already have the user base they are not selling it that's another case but they already have the user right base. right now uh, as a startup if i go about acquiring the users afresh right i might end up spending a lot of money on acquiring maybe even 1 lakh users right because the cac initially will be quite high for me maybe 100 rupees 200 rupees whatever it is now to just acquire 1 lakh users i'll have to end up spending more than 2 crores and uh, again i am not even sure that you know how the retention rate will be yeah. or how the churn will be right maybe you end up spending 1 crore to acquire 1 lakh users and by the end of 30 days you are left with 10000 users might be the case right so then that's that's too substantial a cost to acquire just 10000 users yeah. and where you don't even know these 10000 users are going to pay you or pay not. you or not. that's another yeah. these are free users you're talking about right these are free users so uh, for example this job, job notification site right now now can there be something which is mutually beneficial for both the parties right someone who already has that user and someone who is just starting up right, right. can there be something mutual right if you stitch that mutual beneficial partnership together right? uh, you don't even need to look at anything right i mean uh, and and your cac will be as minimal as possible in fact it could be even zero to a certain extent right uh, for example in textbook mm. uh, we figured out that you know uh, paytm has uh, the exact audience which we need mm. now now on paytm right uh, 
all the people who are actually so initially they had an e-commerce platform right where people were buying books people were buying you know so <clears throat> whoever was buying government job prep books now that was the audience which we needed number one okay um, that's that's something which is more direct right where we know that okay anyone who is actually buying or ordering a you know government job preparation book he might be preparing for a government job that's that's very obvious right right, right. so it's 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 very di- direct right yeah now something which is indirect is uh, you know someone who is buying a redmi 5e mobile which was actually launched back then right and someone who is buying a redmi 5e mobile within the age group of 22 to let's say 35 years now it might not be that direct but indirectly you will be still hitting almost 70% of your target audience right now uh, <clears throat> could there be anything which could be stitched together with paytm to you know acquire those audience right yes I and mean, there could be something where you know like the way you see these uh, offers running with every you know when you buy a phone or when you buy something there are certain offers right right now now what happens typically a company like byju will actually run that offer flat across all products right, right. Now, now that might not give you the right set of uh, you know results which you need right it's a very broad level attempt at acquiring users hmm. but now if you know your tg and you know if you run this ad only on redmi 5a mobiles being purchased through paytm anyone who is purchasing purchasing this mobile is actually getting a 3 months free subscription of testbook mm right so to a larger extent the people who actually are preparing for government jobs mm. will be able to redeem this subscription and uh, you know you are not incurring any cost uh, because because paytm will be more than happy to attach a 3 month subscription worth let's say 500 rupees right with a mobile right right right, right. And, and then you get the users acquired even if it's you know we had 60000 users acquired through one campaign it's quite a substantial user base at zero cost literally yeah i mean yes it's a, it's a, it's a cost at our end for the 3 months trial but then i mean once the content is prepared right uh, it was not a live course yeah. it was a recorded course yeah yeah so then it's actually not that huge a cost for us right now now any company who is you know actually looking at acquiring you just should always look at i believe should look at that way rather than start spending money on performance marketing right that is my audience lying somewhere can we do something together uh, you know go go all in and probably stitch a deal with that company right and there are multiple ways to do that for example we did one such campaign with testbook uh, you know uh, where where uh, we tied up with magazine publishers okay now <clears throat> what what happened testbook were they already had a partnership with eschan where uh, they were actually putting their one month trial inside eschan's book rs agrawal mm. so whoever is buying rs agrawal book will get one month subscription free right for testbook right again it aligns uh, you know to certain extent it aligns uh, but but uh, what i figured out that book still has a very long shelf space it has a very long shelf life right i mean if you if let's say there are 100 books going into you know the bookstore probably only 10 will yeah. be sold yeah. in a span of 6 months yeah right it's a, it's a slow moving product right so rather than doing that uh, what we did is we tied up with magazine publishers now magazines has a shelf life yes. of 30 days right yes I mean, yes and there you tie up with the publishers probably who are at a scale like you know there there are certain magazine publishers in the space called upkar prakashan kiran prakashan they publish magazines like pratiyogita darpan you know pratiyogita kiran and these are some magazines right uh, which are which are pretty successful in 
the Hindi world primarily, right? And especially right. for government job applicants. Right. <clears throat> Think of it, their magazine is costing 30 rupees, right? And uh, you are offering your 300 worth of subscription free with that 30 rupees magazine, right? Yeah. Now, now they can certainly see that earlier if there were, you know, uh, sales of, uh, let's say a total sales value, volume of X, now there'll be some X plus delta. Yeah. How much that data will be, uh, you know, even I cannot tell you, which you will figure out in your first month itself. Correct. But even if there's a slight delta over your existing sales, right? That's a win-win it's for a win-win. you because you are not incurring any cost yeah. while we are actually acquiring a lot of users. And then, you know, we are also ensuring that, yes, it's not slow moving, right? Because because at the end of the month, uh, the magazine self-life will be gone. And again, next month, there'll be a new magazine, a new, you know, trial from us for the same set of audience. So you will have 12 months 12 times, you know, you can actually approach the same audience and probably some or the other time he might eventually end up uh, claiming it, right? Redeeming it. Right. So again, I mean, multiple use cases like that, right? But uh, at the heart of it, where is my audience? Correct. If, Correct. if someone has that audience, can I stitch a deal with that, right? And, and then acquire that. That will be ideal. I mean, why to actually go and start performance marketing campaigns and you spend money on that? Spend that money somewhere else. Got it. Brilliant, uh, to say the least. And when you said, you know, you look at user acquisition in a different way, I get, uh, uh, you know, and I can only imagine what you're doing with uh, the Invact Metaversity that you're working with right now. Uh, something like that. But uh, got it. Uh, but, you you know, you said uh, in the magazine thing, right, you are literally exposing yourself to a 12-month free subscription, right? Or if somebody would have no, subscribed... It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a one-month It's a one month trial, right? Okay. And, and, and if, you are actually exposing yourself 12 times to the same audience. So you have 12 chances for the audience to redeem that subscription. Redeem, okay. They can't go more than a month with the same email ID or phone number or whatever. No, no, no. So, so they can't... If, if they redeem it once, then next time they can't avail it. So it's just a one-time. I mean, that's, that's similar to what Swiggy Zomato does, right? For acquiring right. their new users. Right, 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 right. Got it. So, uh, you said uh, you are focusing, you know, mostly on, you've always had an interest towards tier 2, tier 3, tier 4, because uh, you said, you know, you come from one of those places and, you know, you have an affinity and you know the ground reality. For example, you know, what uh, the students are looking for and what's being offered are very different. Now, two questions here. But first question is this. From a user acquisition point of view, Kunal, what is the difference you see, uh, you know, between a tier one city and tier two, tier three, tier four cities for a company like Testbook? Right. <clears throat> see, Testbook might not be the best use case because Testbook... They didn't even bother about tier they're, one. They're, 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 yeah, primarily their TG is tier two, three, four. Right. Tier one, it's right. hardly any audience. Right. But maybe for a company like, you know, Baiju and Academy, Vedantu, III, I've not worked with them, right? But but then it's a, it's a very different uh, use case, not just in terms of acquiring users, right? Even in terms of building the entire product itself. Okay. For for example, with Daily Hunt, right? With with Daily Learn on the previous tech firm, right? Right. When we so when we started off, right? Uh, I actually spent three months meeting teachers, uh, schools, children, right? Uh, school going kids, their parents, the school principals, right? We tried to understand what the gap is. We we got some insights and we figured out that, yes, uh, especially for the state board audience, uh, you know, their their parents want their kids to somehow pass. 
correct i mean uh, they don't want that you know it's a 90 95% marks in their board exams if you are cap- talking only about the board exam audience right they just want the confidence that if i buy this my kid should pass or maybe at best get a 60% right right that's that's one use case where you know uh, you can actually build your entire product based on that insight that yes this is what is specific to tier 2 3 i should not focus either in terms of the messaging or in terms of the overall experience right for example what we did uh, we started building courses which we called online kunji right uh, now now in north there is a term which is very famous called kunji kunji okay what does it mean for for, for the state board audience right uh, what they do that uh, see they don't have any uh, you know better learning at their disposal right so uh, towards the fag ends uh, what they do that right, right, they buy right. these guest papers right they buy these guest papers and they rely mostly on these guest guest papers got it they only study that 100 questions and they expect that out of these 100 maybe the 10 or 20 will actually come in the exam right right we translated the same ecosystem online right right that yes it will be the 100 or 200 questions which will be actually coming in the exam Mm-hmm. and it's a very simple prediction see any any teacher with years of experience right uh, can predict what all questions will be coming in this year correct correct it's 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 the same with cbse also any any teacher with good experience can easily guess around 50% of questions or the kind of question or the pattern which will be there in the cbse exams right 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 so 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 that's that's one way to build a product which is catering to your mm-hmm. audience and not exactly that tier one audience Right. Second was for example that you know uh, we figured out that uh, we we built a very detailed analytics right that uh, this is the time spent uh, you know on each question this is the time spent on each topic each sub topic but we figured out that this is not something the audience needs I mean our audience you know um, yeah it all the complex graph right it 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 went beyond their head right I mean I mean. It was very alien for them. Right, right. right. What we started building were uh, the same graph, right? Uh, the system translates into a audio message and then delivers it to the student. Now, now, now that is very much relevant for the student because it's actually talking about accents. That okay, uh, you know, X Y G, uh, you scored very poor in maths, right? Especially in probability, uh, it was ten percentile, right? you need to brush up your probability this is the link to actually go and visit the probability lesson again right now 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 that works better as a immediate call to action for the user right and that's that's relevant also otherwise graph dekhkar i don't know whether he would be able to understand not understand right so again i mean product wise these are very finer insights the more and more you know your users right uh, you'll be able to build your product better right and <clears throat> i would say you know i was i was talking about this product because i cannot disassociate product from user acquisition right i mean if your product right. is good yeah if yeah. your product actually understands you know uh, your typical use cases uh, user acquisition will also happen right of course in user acquisition you also talk about messaging the messaging has to be very different for the tier 1 audience tier 2 3 4 audience right in in terms of user acquisitions you know which are channels you are using to acquire users for example in government job right uh, or or in upskilling for example right uh, we were <laughs> capturing students who uh, were struggling to get a job and, right. and you know they could be the right audience for us to actually provide upskilling courses now look at that audience uh, one way to identify that audience is again uh, you know indirect audience but look at someone who is between the age group of 22 to 30 maybe 22 to 30 right and who is frequently visiting all the motiv- motivational videos on youtube 
right right uh, now now again you know that's the kind of audience you know that that person is in a phase uh, where where he is still trying to maybe he is still struggling to get a job their first job or probably they are stuck in a phase where you know they want to get out of it and that's the reason they are going to these motivational videos right mm-hmm. they are they are so again i mean you need to know your audience better i would not say tier 1 or tier 2 3 4 yeah, right i mean yeah, tier 1 yeah. or tier 3 4 3, product will be different yes. uh, messaging will be different right acquisition channels i mean could be different maybe maybe you focus more online in tier 1 and you focus more in offline interventions in tier 2 3 4 that could be one differentiator but otherwise no major differentiators as such in terms of the user acquisition channels right <clears throat> you will use facebook you will use youtube you will use you know google ads you will use all the other attributions that will not change got it kunal and uh, can you tell the so kunji means uh, last minute preparation something like that is it correct correct got it got it nice um it's basically a compilation of you know all the important, important questions, questions right along with their solutions their video solutions right and right. then we created a course out of it right you know it's very interesting whatever you said about tier 3 tier 2 tier 3 tier 4 cities uh, begs a question do you think education is one product where the creators are assuming everybody wants to score 100% <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 i mean that's why i say that students have very different needs right? yeah yeah students some students want to you know um, not every student wants to score 100% right. that's something which i figured it out very well uh, when with the parents also right there has, there are a lot of students who are happy with just getting passed out yes. of their board exams yes there are a lot of students uh, you know who know that <clears throat> i'm not capable for iit entrance you know maybe i'll i'll just do a bcom or you know after i plus 2 i'll do a ba bsc yeah. bcom i'll not be going into that mode at all there are a lot of students who start preparing for government jobs right after 10 plus 2 right right so 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 not everyone is into that race to score yeah the, the question which you asked right now now that's something a phenomena which can be associated to tier 1 audience or at best tier 2 audience because you know see what happens tier 1 audience it applies and tier 2 audience is in that aspiration mode where they want to actually move into that segment of tier 1 so probably they could also buy this story but tier 3 tier 4 might not yeah it's and you know what that is what is happening right i mean all the all the middle class now wants to look at you know uh, getting transcended into upper middle class right so right, so, so that's right. the same phenomena happening in the student space also yeah and interestingly if you go to the other side where you're talking about you know upper middle class people you know where there's not really that much pressure and where there right. is so much more freedom there is again you know it ties back to tier 4 even they are not looking for 100% so do you think uh, there is a there is a gap in market where uh, there are not enough players where, who are explicitly saying hey you know what you just want to pass this is all you need do you think there's right. a gap for this see uh, what we figured out right <clears throat> that even if we said that i will help you pass right Uh, and even if we knew that this is what the parent need or the kid need right uh, people were not buying it it's 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 more like the nano effect right uh, uh, where you have a car you are saying that yes this is a car which is the cheapest car in the market right right right, right. or or this is a car you know which will actually help you replace your scooter so when you are associating you know scooter cheapest right uh, 
even though they need it actually someone who is actually going into a scooter and might you know buy a car after selling uh, maybe at that point of time 50 60000 extra only it would have made sense for him but somewhere it hits their ego that i mean wow. you know i mean this is this is this is why i will buy this uh, no i mean what will people say right and then there is this tendency in parents where uh, especially in bihar and up right that uh, you till the extent they even brag about their kids being you know uh, actually studying in a fidji or maybe in a allen right i mean the name of the brand where their kid is studying right uh, that matters for matters. them forget about name of the brands uh, you know even they feel uh, that that a greater sense of pride when they say that you know my kid is actually in bangalore my kid is actually in pune it's in delhi rather than saying that my kid is in patna for example right right so 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 they know probably at the you know end of the day they also know that their kid is not going to crack je mm. but uh, you know just for the sake of that uh, status right uh, sake of that i would say you know <clears throat> what what people will say about me or talk about me right I'll, let me let me have a <clears throat> you know i mean let me let me send my kid to a fidji or to a you know kota and then just 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 brag about it right i mean that's also true to certain extent so it's a combination of both right i mean even if the audience needs it right but uh, the way you project it uh, they'll not accept interesting very, very, yeah. very, uh, you know okay what is to lose in aspiring you may not become 100% of first rank at least go try something probably very tricky thing you know uh, it hits their ego right i mean that yeah. why should i buy something where it's claiming i'll help you pass, pass. i'll buy right. something which is claiming i'll help you getting 100% right? right even though they know that this is not my need but you know it hits their ego that i'll not buy this right right this that's what we saw right that when we started tying up with the super 30 teachers people were buying the same set of audience were buying all of a sudden right but but initially there was a lot of difficulty in us you know with with us to actually acquire users and bring them in convert them into a paid user right and uh, i'm i'm sorry i might this is not very relevant but you know it is a little uh, i can't help but uh, remember about one of my first few podcasts i had with a person his name is uh, indrajit balotia and uh, he's from uh, west bengal region and he runs a business called as champ for life he's a pro golfer he used to be a pro golfer he used to be india's number one during the early 90s he runs a academy called champ for life for athletes uh, you know who are in a dilemma whether to take up athleticism or you know to take up education right because um, it's a hit or miss you might be great right. but you are not going to make it big in a sport so uh, he started something just for a backup for athletes or sport people for sports person sports aspiring people uh, you spend just minimum amount of time for a backup you get your degree and uh, you'll be focusing majority of your day in sports only uh i i mean uh, how do you look at this from a user acquisition point of view in fact you know what uh, i i'll talk to indrajit and you know to you later and see if you can connect and do something because he was uh, he's got it everything built right he's just in the stage where he needs user acquisition uh, i'd like a couple of thoughts from you about this you know the way you would analyze this or you know the way can you can just come again so i mean what exactly is the product the product is they've taken curriculum from nios national institute of open schooling i believe uh, the curriculum right. they've taken it from there um they've condensed it to an extent where 
These people are very clear about not focusing on education or getting high marks. They just want to have a backup degree. That's it. Therefore, right. uh, they've condensed it to so much. They have to spend 20% of the time where others spend, you know, 100%. 20% time. They are right. like and remaining marks. 80% you spend on uh, skilling yourself in the sports. sports. Right. Yes. Understood. Yes. And so that uh, gives a greater sense of, you know, I mean, to a parent also a greater level of confidence that yes, uh, the child is actually completing their studies at the same time. Yes. Uh, yes. Understood. Now, now one thing which happens, you know, I, I see it here uh, is that, uh, see, why there are very low enrollments in any sports, you know, uh, today in India by a parent. It's not just about completing a degree. Uh, think of a student mm-hmm. who is spent 10 years training for, let's say, you know, being a cricketer. Right. Now, right. Now, uh, he spent 10 years, right? Uh, he, even if he did this by NIOS, right? He completed his basic education. Right. But basic education is not, is equal to, right? Uh, the kind of education which you might need to advance in your career normally. Correct. Right? Now, uh, if he loses, for example, someone who is into class seven or eight, he started, you know, getting the trainings for cricket. Yeah. And till, uh, you know, the next, 20, he's of 20, 21 years of age, he's actually completely into cricket. Right, right. right. And at that point of time, somehow, if he's not getting either into IPL or into a state ranji or even, you know, forget about the national level, right? If he's not getting even into each two, then whatever money, uh, whatever, you know, they have spent, whatever the child has given his time, right? Everything is now gone. Right. Correct. And then that chance is, to be honest, not even one or two percent. From a parent's yes, point yes, of view. Yes, 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 yeah. Right. That's not even one or two person. So it's a very high probability that at the end of the day, the money plus the time you spend, everything is gone. Right. And then, right. you know, at 21 years of age or 22 years of age, you are back to a stage where you don't have any professional education. Right. 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 And uh, you now look at that, what I need to do. So then you will start your journey all over again. Right. So that's a bigger worry rather than actually, you know, uh, the worry that, okay, my child will be actually completing even the basic education. That's, that's of course, one of these. But uh, if in, in India, if a child is, you know, even if he is decent, right, uh, he can, he can complete his plus two studies at ease. I don't know what is the audience of this company, right? right. But till plus two, uh, you know, uh, yes, parents could buy this, but uh, after plus two, no one will buy because in India, anyways, when you go to a college, until the college is not uh, the top 100 colleges in India, right, uh, or 200 colleges in India, uh, you might not even be required to visit the college daily or, right, you know, right. give more than 20% there, right? right? So that's not such a major worry or pain point for the audience to pay for it, especially when the kid is in college. Right. Maybe in a school to a certain extent, yes, they could pay. Right. Again, uh, all, the, all the parents, you know, uh, so think of it. There's a uh, mismatch in terms of the audience, right? Uh, it's it's a paradox, actually. See, uh, what happens, look at who is the parent uh, who will probably enable their kids to uh, prepare for a sports. Typically, the upper middle class upper middle parents. Class. Yeah, yeah. Now, and who are the audience, right? Who want their kid to be enrolled uh, and, you know, complete their education from an NIOS. It's, 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 it's typically, you know, the... Not not even the middle class. Correct, right? correct. Uh, Economically weaker sections, so, maybe. Yeah. So so it's a mismatch, right? Again, I would say, correct. That while the parent is, you know, upper middle class right. and I'm associating NIOS, right. 
again i don't know i, mean, I, I told you just right, right now i told you right there is a ego problem yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly and still react to it right? right and possibly you know if it's doing well uh, i am not sure but if it's not then you know that could be one major reason for the same mm. it's a, it's a paradox right i mean at one end <laughs> no very interesting uh, thank you for this perspective but still i think um, you you this is just what i told you in uh, five minutes okay. and then you know whatever you've told is in such a short period but i still believe you know i'd love for you to connect and see if something can be done um just because uh, yeah we can we can we can probably take that offline but kunal uh, coming back you know um, you spoke about user acquisition not being different for tier 3 tier 2 tier 4 tier 1 it's the same but you know you can't disassociate the product now uh, how much impact does the medium the language of uh, transmission of knowledge plays a role uh, for because tier 1 it's assumed it's english but tier 2 tier 3 tier 4 we are still struggling so has that been a major factor for you yes uh, so vernacular right yeah uh, vernacular yeah it's it's obviously important and uh, you know the way i see it uh, see typically what happens that uh, Anyone assumes that vernacular is the uh, translation of English into that respective language, which might not be the case. It's right. not just it's about not just the simple yes. translation. Yes, yes, yes. It's about localization. It's about contextualization. I would say. Yeah, right? yeah. Now, yeah. now localization. I'm saying, for example, uh, you are from Kerala, right? You have certain twang, a certain accent to it, right? Yes. Now, yes. Uh, if you go to Bihar and teach students, uh, there might be a disconnect. But if you teach students in Kerala, right, there'll be a very greater level of, you know, connect with the audience. Right. right. So again, if, even if you are teaching in English, right, but uh, if you teach it in Kerala with your accent, right, and if you teach it in uh, Bihar with your accent, the results will be different. Right, right, right. Yes, similarly, let's say UP and Bihar and Haryana, right, Haryana and Bihar. We, we had a Haryana-based course. We had a UP-based course, Bihar-based course, right, Bihar State Car course. And uh, the kind of language which a teacher from Haryana was using, right, uh, the accent, everything, it was a different experience as compared to uh, the teacher in Bihar was using. So though we could have actually taken the same Hindi course and delivered to the audience in Bihar and Haryana, right, but uh, we knew that uh, that you know, that won't work. It has to be localized to that region. Right. And then I mean contextualized. Contextualized, I mean if you are from Kerala. If I'm teaching you maths, right, and if I'm actually quoting examples from a boat race or maybe, you know, from forests or something which you are already familiar with, yeah. you'll be able to better relate to it. And when I'm in Rajasthan, maybe I'm talking to a student, I'm quoting examples, you know, someone is in Jaipur or, you know, Udaipur and, and <clears throat> Jodhpur, right? I'm quoting examples from sand dunes, right, or a sandstorm. Yeah. Now, now, or maybe, you know, even the heat wave people will be able to relate to it because that's what they have been encountering in a you know, day-to-day life, right? So that's what I mean that it's a combination of language plus localization and contextualization. Yeah. If you combine all these three, then it will make sense for the audience. Otherwise, just translating from English to the local language might not be that relevant. And that's what mostly firms do, right? I mean, they just translate from English to yeah, the language. Yeah. Did you did you uh, manage to bring in localization and contextualization in the projects that you correct for, for for Bihar board and Haryana board? Yes, uh, we were able to clearly differentiate both these courses uh, to a larger extent. Of course, uh, it's a cost of exercise. Yeah, 
so, goes without saying. Yes. Because, because, I mean, it's easy for you to translate the same course into 25 languages while, you know, actually localizing and consolidating for 25 different doing states. Doing it from the scratch. Yes. And you need teachers who could actually deliver that in that exact tone. Right. Um, now, uh, Kunal, you know, you've uh, worked in, you know, you mentioned very in a very simplistic way about the four ways in which we've divided education in India, right? And uh, you seem to have worked in all of them equally. Um, on a From a very high level, uh, you know, EdTech started way back when a company called Educomp, you know, with the smart boards right. and stuff like that came yes, in. Now yes, they're yes. nowhere. Way back in 2009, 10, I guess. Yeah, that was a big thing. Every school you could see, Educom school, Educom school and stuff like that. But it's so, so, you know, it, it's it's changing so much. And today we are in a, a age of the metaverse and, you know, that's the future. We are somewhere in between. So how do you, um, you know, look at this entire landscape and where do you see it going, at least in India? So again, uh, you know, I mean, for each of these four segments, the landscape will be different. The future outlook will be different, right? Right. Uh, <clears throat> way back in 2020, right, when we we started off Daily Learn, uh, you know, I actually reached out even in 2021 also to a lot of VCs uh, for fundraising. Right. And uh, our pitch always was about hybrid because we know in future, right, uh, even though COVID was at, at its peak, and you know people were actually lapping up for anything online. Right. <clears throat> any 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 company, right. you know, even with slight traction in the online space, uh, were raising funds like crazy. Right. But we knew that uh, hybrid hybrid is going to be the future, right? Because because COVID at some point or the other has to subside, and when it subsides, right? Uh, people would have some you know initial level understanding of online ecosystem. But they will right. want to go in a offline mode, right? right. See, it's it's in in education, right? Uh, something which is largely missing. You you think yourself, right? Uh, you learn better when you are learning in a community or with your friends, right? Uh, in, right. in 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 your college, right? Probably you, I don't know, whatever your education background is. Uh, I did my engineering, and yes, I agree. Group discussions, case studies, group studies. I mean, that's that's something. Even in schools, also, right? That's 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 something which yeah. is largely prevalent. But look at edtech, and and then you know, not just group studies. A lot of students move to quota, not just to actually prepare for JE, right? They move to quota for making new friends. New friends, moving like out friends. of the yeah, moving out of the you know uh, monotonous uh, set of uh, you know people they are with, right? They just move out of that whole ecosystem to a completely new one, make new friends, right? Uh, learn new practicalities of life. And then that's one of the major factors for a student to decide that, yes, I want to go. Right. Now, in edtech, right, uh, the more and more you're talking about personalization, right, uh, this this very ethos of, you know, learning in communities, uh, it's, 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 it's getting away from the picture. Right, right. I mean, right. you are actually enabling a person to study in silos, right? Uh, they are not studying together. Yeah, yeah. And it's largely missing, right? And then somewhere, you know, uh, I think education will evolve. I mean, hybrid is just one phase of that where, you know, uh, both is getting achieved to a certain extent. People are actually getting the best of the content online while they are learning offline, you know, in uh, hybrid centers, right? 
So somewhere it's getting achieved to a certain extent, but uh, ultimately, you know, it has to evolve in a way where there'll be a very greater level of community engagement, you know, uh, in in edtech. When you are learning today, when you are learning with group of hundred students, you are hardly making any friends. Yes, you don't even know who are the other ninety nine students. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, you have, you have, so that in in ISB when you when you go right in IIMs when you go, right more than the learning, it's the alumni association which is the strongest, right? Yes. Now, 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 think of you know in in any edtech or even in upskilling courses like upgrad or great learning or simply learn right that. Uh, Community based learning is completely missing, right? The association with the fellow students is completely missing. Even if you, you know, pass out in the same cohort, you don't know, uh, you know, who your other uh, team members were, or probably, you know, who are the other fellow students. Right. So sooner or later, I think, you know, in education that will evolve on a very broader level, right? How it will evolve? Again, I mean, companies if they come to me i i i'll take some consulting and tell them but but i mean sooner or later that will evolve great but uh, i can't help but you know uh, <clears throat> invact metaverse city so do you think uh, you don't have to go too deep obviously if that's something you know you think you can consult instead of you know sharing but um, do you think <laughs> metaverse uh, is going to somewhere bridge that gap uh, between online education and the community thing i don't know my idea to, of okay to a certain extent yes but um, you know particularly invact is not focusing more on metaverse metaverse right now is uh, you know something which is uh, it it came like a fad and yeah it, it it came like a fad and you know again it's somewhere not not that significant you know for for anyone as of now but uh, some some somewhere in the in the future right that might be a stepping stone for any edtech firm to move into this community engagement because that can fulfill that gap to a larger extent right and right. like like you can you can actually select certain group of friends you can actually create yeah, a back yeah. venture right? uh, all that is possible in metaverse yeah so yeah certainly i mean right now it's not getting that prominence because people you know are only focused on using metaverse as a uh, unique selling experience for the students right? right but more than a unique selling experience for your audience if they take it like a community engagement tool uh, you know and how to build very tighter communities in that space right i think uh, it might be useful for the companies got it kunal kunal uh, i've got a couple of questions but before we go there you know can you for the sake of our listeners uh, you know share whatever you think is metaverse what is metaverse uh, purely from a not even from an education point of view what is your understanding of the metaverse in a simple language see in a very simplest term right uh, metaverse is the real life simulation of uh, offline experience right right where where uh, <clears throat> you 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 are going and you know watching movies in a theater right. Right. Now, of course, you know if you are not going and watching movie in a theater, right? Uh, can that experience be simulated in your home or on your mobile or on your laptop, right? Right. If if if, if not hundred percent to a larger extent. Again, I am talking that you know all such experience where you need people, right? I mean, see, mostly people yeah, go out yeah. uh, to to you know basically interact with people, right? And then that interaction yeah. is missing, right? Socialize. Now that is missing, right? So if you could make that experience where people are able to socialize, right? where people are able to so like like i talked about their tech courses right if people are yeah. able to know that yes 
these are my friends these are people who are studying with me right and build a greater level of you know engagement with them that's 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 what metaverse is right i mean we are we are talking right now but think of use case where uh, probably you know uh, either either i would have been at your house virtually right maybe, maybe yeah yeah exactly and 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 if if you you know <clears throat> or or maybe think there are students who are studying in a classroom right and uh, some some 10 students in the back bench you know have formed their own separate group the teacher is actually teaching these 10 people are talking on their own the class is happening simultaneously right someone is doing something and you know uh, it's it's visible to the entire class and the teacher right now all that is possible in a offline experience but uh, it's actually possible in the metaverse also metaverse, to a large extent right. someone yeah. is going to a library someone is sitting in the canteen all that is possible right right so it's it's just about the simulation of the offline experience got it now you know um a few years back right now ai is at least you know uh, in real in real life we can see a lot of ai in a very genuine form maybe but you know a few years back ai was just a marketing uh, keyword that a lot of people freely ai based this ai based that and stuff like that uh, and what it was back then and what it is now there's a huge difference drawing a parallel to metaverse metaverse is in that stage where it's very you know early stage and it's very it's a marketing heavy term as of now is the way i see it uh what is what could be the what is that marketing just to fulfill that marketing term what are people just doing for the sake of it to fulfill that metaverse uh, promise and what uh, could it really be what it could really be we just discussed but what is happening now what is being offered now in the name of metaverse see again uh, you know take this use case of invact for example right uh, right we are we are not pitching metaverse as our core usp even okay. though the name is invact metaverse team right it's not our core usp right uh, our core usp you know over the period of time has changed where uh, this is also operating in the tier 3 4 space and equipping okay. students you know uh, who are a normal graduates turning them into a professionals over a period of 4 to 6 months right uh right now with the course in finance where we you know enroll a normal graduate train them for 4 to 6 months and get them right. job ready for any uh, job in finance right maybe equity research right. analyst or credit research analyst right and metaverse is just an experience for the time being it's 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 more like right now to be used as a wow factor that yes our yeah. core is where i help you get a job but right. uh, that learning will happen on metaverse which is a different experience or a wow experience for you right? right and then when you when you give that wow experience to the audience right while while your core is still intact uh, that will add a lot of value right i mean you are you are not digressing from your outcome you are still focused on the outcome it's just about the experience right. and that's what mostly people are doing right where where it's being used or it should be used to certain extent even in you know for till the time metaverse is actually evolving it should be used as a experience for the students an additional experience right but that should not be a core usp because you know no one is actually coming to a class for metaverse experience correct if someone is getting enrolled in a you know je prep course they are actually getting enrolled to compete in je right if someone is getting enrolled in upskilling course they are actually enrolling to maybe get a new job or maybe get a you know promotion in their existing job right right so so the, the outcome still should be at the forefront it's just about the experience which is there got it so there is uh, education which is 
kind of needed uh, to fit into the uh, framework as a society we have for example the degrees the k12 the stuff and then there is upskilling which is kind of voluntary from the students right they come in search of you you're not it's not a compulsion but then you know out of their own volition they do it um so one of the important things at least from the other courses that i've uh, you know exploring user engagement is a big talking point um you know, the normal statistics say that less than 10% complete the courses and stuff like that, right? So uh, how has it been in your side of things, like say K-12 or, you know, government jobs? What Has there been a challenge with user engagement? So it's it's just completely different to uh, upskilling. See, upskilling what happens, right? That the users are enrolled at the beginning of the program itself. Right. There, there's a course and you are directly enrolling students in the course. Right. right. Unlike a government job or a K-12 experience where uh, think the use case of by use, right? Now their, their app is primarily a user acquisition channel for their courses. Correct. Or for an academy, uh, you know, whatever they are doing online is a user acquisition channel for their offline courses, offline. which they are yeah. focusing on now. Yes. Right? They are moving more into offline. Yeah. Right. So uh, edtech firms like these are actually using the... Uh, online experience as a user acquisition channel because because that's you know i mean if you have 20 lakh 30 lakh one crore users on your platform consuming free content or you know very engaging content and you're providing some value to them right uh, it becomes very interesting for you to now know let's say you have one crore users on a app right? and now you could simply do a you know funnel analysis that okay uh, these are the 10% uh, which are coming to the app on a daily basis and spending maybe 5 hours a day on my platform Right. And, and and these are the students who are, you know, coming every alternate day. These are the students who have not visited my platform. Maybe you start, you know, bifurcating them into separate uh, buckets, right? And then you start uh, approaching them differently, right? Uh, for the engagement. Mm. Ultimately, right. with each of these segments, your aim is to drill them down the funnel to become a paid user. Now, typically, you know, either you could start with all one crore with the same approach or you start segmenting. Then, you know, with the same approach, uh, with different approach for each of these buckets or segments, uh, you know, your efficiency will be better. You know that someone who is visiting your platform on a daily basis, spending five hours, uh, you know, they could be converted to a paid user much faster. So probably the, you know, uh, engagement cycle will be lesser or maybe even the plan, right, to engage with them will be quite different as compared to somebody who is just coming on the platform once in 30 days or probably who has not consumed any content for the last six months, right? It will take a greater level of effort for you to engage, you know, make them engage with the platform and, and then bring them the values which you want to deliver to them. So, so again, I mean, that, that differs, you know, I mean, engagement is a subset of uh, basically, you know, I mean, what you, what you want to drive from that engagement, right? I mean, yeah, you want yeah. to, and I know at, at which stage they are, right? I mean, the stage where they are, that also influence uh, to a certain extent that, you know, I mean, how they will drill down the funnel. Now, uh, for a company like Testbook, right? Now, user engagement, as you said, there are two levels maybe, you know, once is before they become a paid user and then after they become a paid user. Paid, after they become a paid user, maybe it becomes user retention. That's the right word maybe. How does user retention statistics matter for a company like Testbook uh, if, you know, if it's a one-time thing? Because they're not going to be coming back again as such, right? No, it's not a one-time thing. So think of it, right? Uh, in, in government job space, 
right okay. uh, for a for a audience right uh, it's 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 more about that you know they are not just preparing for one exam unlike je where you are you know only preparing for je double you are not preparing for anything else right your your intent is to get enrolled into iit uh, or or maybe nit or other respective colleges after completing this je cracking right. this je right right but uh, in a government job right uh, you are not competing for a exam ibps po uh, you know competing for ibps alone is not your aim your primary aim is to get a job and to reach that job there could be multiple avenues be it ibps railways ssc <coughs> clerk right right anything po po whatever it is right right and then you are taking 10 20 30 exams over a period of 3 to 4 years 5 years right and then <coughs> sorry no bro so so you know i mean that's something which is critical for you right and uh, some people might you know clear the job in one year but typically people struggle for at least 5 to 6 years they keep on appearing for multiple jobs and maybe after 5 6 years some 5% of them will succeed i mean that's sadly that's the best case yes. scenario right yes yes So even for a company like Testbook, right? Uh, it's it's not just about you know uh, how many people are appearing. So for example, what happens? Uh, bank PO, twenty lakh people are appearing for Bank PO this year. Now twenty lakh is not the universe. Maybe you know there are there are another set of people who tried for Bank PO last year or who will try for Bank PO next year, but this year they skipped. So that's not the total universe if right. you achieve it, right? Right. <clears throat> Same with NEET, right? I mean, if it, or UPSC. if upsc you know 1 lakh people are appearing it's not just 1 lakh people you know who are appearing are only preparing for it there are a lot of people who aspire and who start preparing for upsc much before they actually prepare for the exams right now uh, you know when i when i uh, speak to course creators and then you know curriculum builders instruction designers they talk about things like different modes of consumption by the students you know some of them are uh, visual some of them are auditory kinesthetic and so on and so forth uh all are these factors discussed uh, in companies like testbook where you're you know talking about lakhs of people in fact crores of people um or uh, is it just a standard sort of a thing is this even a part of the discussion i mean uh, you are talking about the kind of theatrics we see in uh, by the creators or something else yeah yeah very much uh, right so let's say for example a same course can simply be made into a published as a textbook and the same course can be made entirely as a video uh, with maybe quizzes and stuff like that so do you cater to all students because some people may be interested in reading some people may be interested in just listening some maybe want to watch something so do you cater to all these people and is this even uh, part of your strategy and when no, you're building a I, i don't think that should be the strategy at all Right. Okay. Uh, when you when you prepare for it, right? I mean, think of it. You are preparing for a job, right? Right. Now, if you're preparing for a job, uh, your intent is to get the outcome, right? Which is to get a job. Right. Now, how you reach to how that you... outcome? Right. It's you as a user. You will not think about it, right? I mean, no matter whatever the creator wants you to believe, hmm. as a user, uh, you just want to get a job, right? That's 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 your intent. maybe yes it can happen that as a user acquisition channel uh, something very unique might catch your attention and you get onboarded to that platform right right but nothing more than that i mean you at the end of the day still to reach that outcome 
you need a complete learning experience. And if that learning experience is not there, if it's just about, say, for example, I, uh, again, uh, I should quote, not quote, uh, I'm still thinking, but yeah, <laughs> there's, there's some program, right? Some Please XYG share. program. Which, uh, but, if you feel later, which is you being delivered quote, to, we can cut it off. <laughs> which, is, which is being delivered to students in you know, audio-only mode, right? And then right. it's, 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 it's this course is, you know, uh, MBA course being delivered in audio-only mode. Now, no matter, you know, I mean, how uniquely you position it, right? But something which is completely audio only, uh, maybe it's, it's it's good for acquiring users at the top of the funnel, but actually it's going to help in the outcome, which is to make a student job ready, uh, you know, no. after the end of this course. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Right? So right. It, 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 it might be, you know, a good user acquisition channel for them, but nothing beyond that. Got it. Kunal, you mentioned complete learning experience. What do you mean by that? I'm sure that's what you as you were at least believing okay. you were giving from textbook or wherever you were. So what according to you is a complete No, wherever learning? you are, right? Wherever you are, uh, you have to think uh, you know, that what's the outcome which you want to enable for your audience. Right. Uh, is there any simplest way? You know, what are the use cases? For example, in textbook, right? In a, or in any government job, uh, more than the learning, right? Uh, or the video or the live lectures, it's more about mock test. The more mock tests you give, right? The more confident you are, and uh, you know, and and more experienced you are, and uh, then it will be easier for you to crack that. Okay. If you talk about K twelve, right? Uh, there, it's more about the conceptual clarity which a student needs. Right. I mean, right. more than the tests, it's about the conceptual clarity. Right. And then once you have the clarity, then there is a test where you know you are being assessed on that conceptual clarity. Again, uh, you know, some people might think that just a quiz might be sufficient as an assessment. But if you actually want to test out somebody on their conceptual clarity, uh, the assessment has to be much more evolved than just a simple pitch. Right, right. right. <clears throat> so, or, or, or probably in case of upskilling, right? Uh, people think that just MOOC or, you know, a collection of videos is sufficient for a people to upskill. Right. And that is the reason why you have only 5% or, you know, 3% completion rates correct, in upskilling. Right, right. But right. Uh, <clears throat> for the outcome, right? Uh, whatever you are teaching and whatever the industry needs, right? Uh, are you actually bridging that gap? If you are bridging that gap, then, you know, uh, that's the complete learning for this audience, right? I mean, you are, you are, you are hiring some sales professionals, uh, you know, in your company. And uh, I have just, you know, taught them that look at these videos, right? I'm giving you some tips, these strategies, right? But he has just gone through videos, right? That person has never in his life sold a single product, correct? He has never faced any objections. He has never actually been there in the market, right? Now, uh, obviously, when he goes to uh, you know a proper job, uh, he will struggle for initial three to six months, and that's why companies typically have that training program, right? Uh, so <clears throat> they hire them as a trainee, or they have a one month or two month of you know very very integrated training programs. But uh, why not you know actually start implementing these uh, while you are delivering the training to him? Correct. Okay? I mean. What stops us from maybe giving a practical experience also apart from the uh, just a learning, you know, through videos. Maybe there could be a way to evaluate these students, you know, through all those practical uh, evaluations or assessments you are having for them. Then, then you know, once someone is getting, maybe someone who has actually sold products, who has actually given 10 mocks to me, and then he's coming to you applying as a sales professional, I mean, you will also see that uh, audience, you know, or, or a student applicant with a high regard and possibly whatever you need him for, uh, 
it will match so it's it's not just about you know the format it's 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 about the outcome right that yeah, for yeah. that outcome are you having the complete learning for that audience got it and it will vary it, it might not be the same for you know a segment it will vary across all segments for every segment there is a different outcome there is a different way to reach to that outcome got it gunal again Gunan. very 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 layman term right i mean not not using any jargon or anything very in a very simple no 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 yeah structure. exactly makes complete sense actually um probably those things apply for a very niche kind of a course or something like that you know where you you're looking at five students in a cohort or you know 10 students in a cohort or whatever it is but uh, you know uh, our audience are mostly let's say small uh, small scale entrepreneurs or teachers you know who are working somewhere who are coming out trying to establish their own brand as an individual and trying to go forward as a solopreneur um uh, how should they look at student acquisition if you want to give them some principles to follow and go about user acquisition what would you say again i mean you know there is no shortcut to user acquisition right i mean like i told multiple times reiterated you know there is no shortcut to it i mean uh, many many people now feel that you know uh, through three tricks for example like right? even if there is no substance in the content yeah yeah, yeah. i can acquire you just right you might you might actually end up acquiring you just i mean on you know no de- not denying that right but uh, will that user be actually sticking to you uh, that's a question right right will that you might get you know a lot of audience but uh, will that audience pay for you later on uh, that that again be a question so no matter whatever you do right uh, the core of your product should always be uh, you know link to the outcome which you want to deliver to the audience if that is not linked if you are actually uh, you know just doing it for the sake of doing it right then user acquisition won't help right i mean think think the use case of uh, pw for example right it started as a youtube channel again again the audience if you if you stick with the audience right the audience is connecting with you uh, or or there is somebody called khansar in bihar right uh, yeah yeah so, <clears throat> again i mean you know Cancer gained prominence uh, because of the style, but if you had only the style of teaching, right, uh, it would have faded. Maybe after a time, it would have gone, you know, down. Right. But uh, when you actually listen to such videos, right, you will understand even the complex of terms in a very simplest way. Yeah. For example, Khan Academy, right. I mean, if you look at their content, no flashy, extremely yeah. simple, very uh, simple, blackboard, yes. no nonsense, text, right, no nonsense. but then uh, the way they explain a concept uh, probably even if you are not a student of science right and just uh, go to their platform you might be able to understand the complex terms of physics in the easiest way right i mean that's the way they actually break it down for you so again i mean if if you are doing that right then no matter what is the format or how you are delivering it right all that is it's it it hardly matters right yeah so yeah. <laughs> and again in terms of the audience right i mean uh, acquiring audience a lot of people think that you know uh, being visible is acquiring audience which is not the case right i mean it's if if it's that simple then you know today facebook can launch a online course and they start bombarding every student with that online course and they will assume that people will buy which will not happen right right so it's not just about you know uh, reaching out to as many people sending emailers sending you know uh, sms product is the core if the product is not substantial if the product is not that efficient right it's it's not thought well no matter whatever you do you just will not come to you 
Got it, Kunal. Kunal, uh, so do not compromise with the product for everyone else, right? Yeah, and also, yeah, and also when you when you spoke about you know you took the example of cancer, you know you said it was not just about a style. So I think uh, even if you have if there are ten people with the same amount of expertise, I think the differentiating factor would be what they as a person uh, bring uniquely you know i think you're going to have your own right. audience uh, and probably you know that's where you need to trust the system and Correct. just go and and, and and do not try to you know uh, think that you can capture entire audience you know your audience right for cancer yes. it's a very specific audience right? yes yes for for anyone else it's a very specific audience, specific audience. now alak pande tomorrow if he tries to you know approach the audience of byju's it might or might not work no one knows right Correct. so you need to know your audience and stick to that audience first right first bring the you know traction in that audience then move to probably other segments later on so this is very important who is your audience you know uh, yeah drill down as much as possible yeah got it kunal uh, to conclude i would like to uh, ask a little you know uh let me ask you this question so you know you started uh, uh your story about daily learn right you had to shut it down uh, i got a feeling that you felt you were pretty ahead of your time uh, probably at that point in time you said geo wasn't there 4g wasn't there penetration may not have been there what do you make of this do you just think okay it is luck destiny or do you still analyze and learn something from it so basically you know the key is that uh, even if you are ahead at times right uh, what happens often in the journey and of course i mean there there are factors which are responsible for it which uh, where i was not having any control but i still feel that you know had we actually sustained had we actually you know uh, still somehow gone ahead with it right uh, what happens while while on our journey right we we take 50 steps and then uh, we all of a sudden right uh, again leave that journey that no this is not something which is working out let's have a pause right but even if it's a slow journey right you keep on moving uh, some or the other time right uh, the paths will keep on opening for you i i i strongly believe in that right and i right. feel that you know that's and and that's the hustle which anyone i mean if someone is starting off they should have they should not be leaving uh, or quitting early right they should they should persist the more they persist the paths will keep on opening for them awesome and uh, probably final question uh, most of your experience has been in the b2c space from a user acquisition right. point of view right. uh, are you also comfortable with b2b uh, so we worked in b2b space you know i did not tell you so uh, in right. the higher education space right i was working with a company uh, which was selling publisher content to uh, educational right this is knimbus correct uh yes knimbus and informatics these two firms right so they sell it to college libraries or university libraries right so so again uh, this was pretty much into the b2b space got it so this is uh, you know they are a fixed content and then they would uh, it's like you know publishing books and giving it, but they, they did it digitally uh, but uh, knimbus they just uh, focused on distribution or they also uh, held the rights to the content as well they was it original content no so knimbus was actually uh, you know digitizing the libraries in the institute right. so what happens you know libraries are mostly in you know not digitized it's 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 still in a physical mode right and a college need to subscribe to e resources you know 
and even if there are e resources they also need to have uh, what we call uh, you know in a very technical term is federated search so in a, in a very very simple way uh, you know you are in li- library your college subscribe to uh, 100 publishers content now for example you know today you have if you have to search malaria or some you know you are you are researching about malaria right what will typically happen you will have to open each of these 100 websites publisher websites and search the same search string 100 times right what 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 nimus does uh, it gives a google kind of a interface front end interface got it and collects all these 100 websites in the back end so you search only on one portal right and the results are actually coming from all the subscribe resources got it which makes the you know and that's the in a, in a very nutshell right that's that's the primary business of nimus selling this to the libraries got it kunal and kunal uh, on your linkedin it says uh, i know you're working with invact uh, metaversity right now but it still says part time so i uh, yeah so what what uh, what does your future look like i mean uh, are you working on a project in stealth mode or something are you building something no no so uh, i had a kid right a small kid i have right, right. i saw that you were months old. right yeah so he's around 14 months old so i thought to you know actually just be in this mode keep on advising firms you know more maybe i'll have more consulting assignments with other firms but but uh, really for the next four, four to six months right i'll just be in this mode spend more time with the family got it kunal great kunal it was uh, amazing conversation you know uh, the way you simplified user acquisition uh, was i think i hope uh, people Uh, who are even doing small businesses uh, who may not have as such big scope for strategic alliance as you mentioned i hope they find something uh, in a small scale i hope um, uh, sure. whatever you said inspires them to do that uh, but uh, thanks a lot it was amazing talking to you uh, thanks once again Same for taking yeah. out your valuable time uh, thanks thanks jagmohan you're welcome kunal this podcast is brought to you by edison os a no code edtech platform to operate an online education business knowledge entrepreneurs can use edison os to sell online courses from their own websites manage online master classes launch mobile learning apps sell online practice tests for competitive exams run online learning communities digitizing their offline tutoring business use it as a learning management system and a lot more cases in the domain of knowledge commerce